Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Apple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. Take three. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks for the Power Podcast, everybody. Here at the Fired Up Podcast, we are a fitness-based podcast, but Cam and I talk about a number of different things, and we tie everything back into uh, fitness principles and um, kind of just jumping along with our lives at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So this is Season Infinity, Episode 72. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First, thing, first things first, Andrew. Have to do housekeeping. Housekeeping, housekeeping. Yeah, I think there's only one. Is there multiple things, or is there just the there's one? there's no? There, I feel like there's always a few things that we have running through. And I think that's good. Okay. What's your one thing that you want to talk about? The only one I can even think of is dead December. It's probably the only one I care about. <laughs> just it's kidding. True. Um, but yeah, so I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's, you're, you probably um, should have already gotten your first workout because I'm assuming this will come out. November 31st or 30th. I don't know how many days are in November, but... Um, 30 days has September, April, June, and November, Cam. What? So 31? It's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> you are now all under a spell. Um, but no, that's like the big thing um, that at least has been on the forefront of my mind since I did it last year. I'm really excited to do it again this year. Um, if you guys don't know by now, it's you're going to be deadlifting five days a week. And ends with a giant, you know, personal best party at the very end. So it's three, it's essentially like three weeks that are like crazy intense and you'll kind of want to st- stop doing it. Um, and you'll be begging for a rest day. And here's the thing, you don't know when your rest days are coming. So there's also like that mental aspect that I was telling you about earlier where you might be on, you know, y- your two rest days aren't necessarily in a row. So it could be any time, right? So you might be like, on day three or four in a row and you're like wow i really hope he posts a rest day and then you won't get it and then you're like wow this is absolutely horrible um but then the rest days feel feel really good um and then so then the last week you kind of taper off a little bit to like prep you for a big a big one rep max but man you just you hit it hard for for three weeks yeah yeah. So dead is coming up. Topic fervent on our minds. We're going to talk more about that. And once again, if you guys don't know the details about December, we'll kind of fill you in. So maybe if it's attractive to you, you can jump in on the community dead December events mm-hmm. taking place all the month of December. Yeah. On top of that, hopefully you guys have listened to our previous podcast, episode 71. We talked to the trainer alex alex apostle oh yeah one and only we had so much fun with that podcast it, it just like this is okay it's kind of similar to how i felt when we went on holly and mary's podcast where you talk about such a a wide variety of things and you get deep on certain things but not everything you want to and it's like oh an hour and a half two hours went by and you're like wow we just we have to do this again and i like i like alex because he compared to you and you and myself it's he's much more analytical and you know just i don't i don't want to say thoughtful but he's like a more of like a processing person and he's kind of like a computer but fun to talk to (laughs) (laughs) i'd say that's a really good way to look at it yeah yeah and another cool thing about that is you and i are like we've we've been friends for so long Mm -hmm. and we know what probably i could probably guess pretty well what you think about something or right. what you're going to say about it. And you could probably do the same for mm-hmm. me. And it's fun to add somebody else to the mix because knowing just how well each other work, it's kind of that, that curveball a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Alex is somebody who's super informed and a very educated person um, in our field, which is awesome to, it's just always cool to, to shoot the shit with him and kind of um, get his opinions on things mm-hmm. for me, at least that's why I love to have him on. So, yeah. If you guys haven't listened to that one, definitely go check that one out. Either right now, pause this one and listen to it first, or um, go back and listen to it because there's a lot of great takeaways um, that we have in that one. And that was another really long episode. Yeah, I think it was like an hour 45, some somewhere around there. Yeah, like um, an hour and a half or so. And then the one before that was another one that I really liked again. That was another one. <laughs> but we just went for like two hours. Like. Yeah, well, the that that one was kind of funny because it was like we got to like our hour mark. We're like, oh yeah, we'll probably wrap it up soon. And then all of a sudden we were like, 
the the ball started rolling again. We're like, oh, okay, I guess we're gonna keep going. But I mean, the intro for that one was like forty minutes. So yeah. there's <laughs> the one the one with um. So if you guys haven't listened to the one with Alex, one thing that was kind of cool was like there were some, I guess like tactical things to get away from it, like kind of tangible tips. Um, but then also there was some, I don't want to call it motivation because I think it was, it was more of like. It's and, like conceptual. It was like conceptual, but like it was, um, as far as like what he's been through, it was more inspirational where it's like, you know, you might, at least for me, I'll probably think about what he's been through Um you know, if there's a day where I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't really want to do a workout or I kind of want to just like chill today and I, I want to skip it and all that stuff. And just now I have like another person that I know that I'd be like, wow, like if I'm, what if I'm ever in their position where they weren't able to work out for a year? Um, and not only not work out, but like not even like really function, you know, like, so, you know, there's some good head knowledge there, but then there's also some like, I guess you could call it like some heart stuff too, you know? Well, it's, it's training mindset and that's you know we go over that in that podcast quite a bit with Alex and that's one of my favorite parts about that is I, I know he's very good at that that's why I wanted to talk to him about it over the podcast for you guys um, as well as ourselves because he is so good at turning the emotions off and just executing mm-hmm. and off of 75 hard that's one of the ma- major takeaways I would say about 75 hard is you need to just stop worrying about it you have your list of things you need to get done and mm-hmm. get them done yeah and i think he's done a good job at i don't think anybody's really really good at that naturally some people maybe have a, a greater disposition to being good at it but it's one of those things you have to train you have to work and um, improve upon and i think he's done a very good job at that yeah so it's kind of funny abby and i had a very interesting conversation um where it was because you and i can both kind of Maybe, maybe you saw a little bit more than me, but kind of have the mindset of like, oh, I'll just, oh, I'll just get it done. And like, you kind of rely on, um, you know, maybe it's, it's discipline or a self-belief or all this stuff. And we were, so I think it was like, cause it was like a couple episodes ago, maybe, or maybe the, the recent one we did that went kind of lengthy and she was saying, um, how like, you know, not everyone has that mentality of like, you know, if they're kind of in a rut, they're like, well, just do it. You know, like some people don't have that in them. And I was like, well, yeah, they don't have it. They don't have it in them yet because it's something that, you know, you have to, you're not going to go from zero to a hundred when you have, you know, if you have someone that has zero self-belief, they are just, they feel like they're in a rut. They might not have the knowledge um, of what to do. And then we can, for this example, we can just talk about fitness, right? Mm -hmm. You have someone who's overweight. They have no support. They have no idea what they're doing no motivation, no, no nothing. They know they should get in shape, but they just, there's so many things weighing them down. Abby was kind of saying, you know, you have that person. How are they just going to be like, Oh, I'll just do it. It's like, they, they have no, no tools, right? Where you and I are at the point where, you know, we, we have the tools, we have the self belief that even if we don't have people supporting us, well, it doesn't, well, we, it might be nice to have that, but, but we know like, Hey, I can rely on myself to get this done. And so then I was kind of telling Abby, I'm like, hey, you know, with that person, they might not, you you can't say you're not that type of person. You might, you just aren't that type of person yet. And so until you get there, just do baby steps, like do something that builds up towards that, that self-belief and, or something small that builds up towards that knowledge, right? Because I think when people listen to, you know, people like us or people like Alex who, you know, have a a decent amount of discipline and kind of like self-motivation, it can come off as like, oh, they're just born that way. But then that gives people an out, right? Like, dude, there have been a bunch of times where I was like, dude, like I have zero motivation. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I feel totally defeated. And it wasn't a scenario where I could just get up and instantly go. I was like, okay, what, what is like tactful here? You know, now at this point, I could just be like, okay, I'll just... I'll just go like I can just figure it out. Um, so I think doing those small things where it's like, okay, I know nothing about fitness. Well, read an art, read one article each day. You have time for that. Right. And then after six months, guess what? You've read 180 articles. That's a ton of knowledge, you know? So, um, I don't know why I started talking about this, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone else had those thoughts, you know, it's not, 
people aren't always just born completely self-motivated, self-driven, and all this knowledge. It's People have a huge spectrum of where they can go. You can be a very disciplined person, and then in one year, you can be a completely lazy, self-loathing POS, right? And vice versa. I mean, I'm literally a walking billboard for that. If we go back to, once again, that very simple selfie I took in that mirror mm-hmm. all those years ago. Can we, can we start referring to that as your Pillsbury moment? For, you were sure, a sure. Because you were a doughboy. <laughs> but that, that moment, like, I did not have any self-belief. And I, I you know, referenced that quite a bit for you guys. And I tell you where my mindset was. I didn't believe that I could be a fitness person. I didn't believe that I could transform my life in any way. But I started anyways. Right. And I made a promise to myself with that photo, Andrew, you're going to look different in one month when you take your next photo. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a subscriber to the to the fact that just because you don't believe in yourself, you can't do anything. I mm-hmm. I literally did that. And I had no belief at, in myself at all. I had no confidence, um, whether it was intellectually, like being able to learn the things I want to learn, become a professional in something, um, work ethic, uh, relationships, girls, and having confidence and be able to talk to girls. And all of that stemmed from the, the lack of belief in my my ability to execute things, my ability mm-hmm. to to commit to things, right? Because I had not been I had not challenged myself enough at that point to see progress in one way or another when I was nineteen. So that was pretty far into life at that point. <laughs> so it takes time to yes, to build that rapport with yourself. And I agree, you don't come out of the womb like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes people learn that earlier on or later on than I did. Um, but I started before I had any game plan, any idea whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just started. Right. And that's that's what hopefully you guys are getting out of this podcast um, week after week, month after month, is I, I continue to try to tell you, hopefully, that you're listening, you don't have to have the perfect plan. You just have to do it and implement it and make adjustments. When I'm training, when I'm working on a program with somebody, I'm going to be giving them what recommendations, what I believe is a really good idea off of my experience and the years that I've had in training and, and um, all that good stuff. But I'm never not going to make adjustments mm-hmm. because there's always tweaks and adjustments you can make. It's, it's educated guessing. Right. And then... Off of those educated guesses, we improve upon a plan. And that's how things work. That's how it works when you're six years into your career as a personal trainer. That's how it works when you're 20 years in. Yeah, You just have more reference for, okay, no, I think we should go with this instead of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, and this is such a cliche, but there, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason, right? It's like, just start and... You know, maybe even accept the fact that like, okay, this, these first handful of things that I try are, you know, there's a pretty high likelihood they might not work out. Like if you're just starting, you know, your fitness journey or whatever, you might go in there and you're like, well, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'll just do something and let's just see what happens, you know? And then, and then you start falling forward and you start kind of sieving out all the, all the BS where you're like, okay, that didn't go so well. I tried that for a month. Let's try something else. And even if it's quote unquote not working, if you're starting from like ground zero, almost anything is going to work. Like those newbie gains, you could just start moving weights with some load or do like certain movements with load and you will see results. They might not be like optimal, but you'll be in a better place than you were Absolutely, yeah. just doing something, you know? Um, Another good example of like how people are uh, kind of like a, a spectrum and it's a sliding scale of discipline and, and work ethic and all that stuff is um, my brother. Like there was a time where he had, I, it was crazy. He was like working two jobs. Both were, it was like full time and then a beefy part time and going to school. Like he would run home from one work and he's running out the door, putting on his sushi chef coat and, and like just books it for another like six hour work day. And I was like, holy crap, Austin is like absolutely crushing it right now because he had to. And, you know, 
months prior to that, or maybe it was a year prior. I don't remember exactly where we were on the timeline, but he's also capable of playing video games for 10 hours a day and not doing anything. So it's part of it is you reach the demands you have to, but the people that really get ahead are able to create their own demand. Like I don't have to be working out, but I'm going to make up a goal. You know, I don't. Yeah, that's so good. Exactly. Yeah. It, Create their own demand. Yeah, and that's really tough to do. That's the thing that Abby and I were talking about, where it's like, if you have no oblig, this is why people need obligations. You know, like if you have no obligations, there's no inherent goal, and you have to think of one. And that's, I mean, that's a challenge for a lot of people right now. If you're furloughed, laid off, you're like, oh well, there's. There's no responsibility that's inherent, you know, so you got to think of something, but people, it's always easier to be lazy, you know? So it's kind of, I don't know, it, it's easy to get in a rut, especially nowadays with, uh, just with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, what a great way to start off this podcast in that, that, that takeaway there, but mm-hmm. you get a lot of that stuff off of the last podcast. So once again, I'd encourage you guys, if you have not listened to um, that one with Alex, go ahead, check it out because it was so many great takeaways and let us know what you got out of that podcast too. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it was so applicable. Yeah. And I would, I, uh, I definitely like creeped on Alex's Instagram. It's AA physique performance, I believe on Instagram. Yeah. And man, like it, it, a, a bit of it is like, Oh, he went to Florida for a trip, but like most of it is like informational and it's, it actually is really, you know, I got, I got kind of like sucked in <laughs> probably like 15 minutes. I'm just like scrolling through his Instagram. Like, Oh, what else, what else can I learn? You know? Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely give him a follow. Cause he's, you know, he's a pretty good resource. Um, and hopefully we'll have him as a regular on the podcast right now and then. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, he definitely will be um, Res- the resident trainer <laughs> Yeah, right. out of all the crap. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, I want to, uh, what were your thoughts on, the workout we just did on his yeah. so so happy thanksgiving everybody yeah that's right that's this right. is thanksgiving weekend cam and i just rocked out a quick little bench day a little mm-hmm. bit of push and yeah. pull we did some pull-ups a pull, yeah uh cam's doing his bench program so i jumped in for it for fun and it was it was perfectly fine it was just very simplistic you know getting underneath the bar and pushing some weight um and doing it methodically which is mm-hmm. always great to do especially when you're you're Somebody like me who's more used to customizing workouts to do the do the things that you want to do, you know. Right. So having a blueprint uh, is always a great switch up, um, and it also gets me excited, more excited about December coming up because I know that those are going to be there's something liberating about having a program created for you or mm-hmm. um, everything laid out so that you don't have to worry about it too much. You just go in, execute, and get out. And I know that's what a lot of people on the protocol 10 training team appreciate. Um, and it, you should, because it's, it's just, it helps you expedite progress when that's being done for you, I would say. Right. Right. And it's, it's one of those things where you have to have a certain level of trust in the, in the program. And, you know, this is why you also have to think about, okay, who is writing this program? Is it someone I either know and trust based off my relationship with them or is it is it someone that I know has a certain level of credibility in their space? Like for example, um, the six week strength program I did to get back into the gym is written by a power lifter that I know is, you know, he's in that space. He's renowned as one of the best advocates of the sport um, for doing one for doing it, it raw and drug free, which is I apply to both of those right. So I was like, okay, this. I don't know him, but it works. And then the bench program that you and I just did, um, I got it from a buddy of mine from college. And I'm like, he is insanely strong. And any program he's following, I know is going to have some credibility to it. So if you guys see, this is just like a little tidbit thing. If you see some like ad that's, you know, just some like someone who like looks like they're in shape and they're trying to sell you some program, it's like, do some investigation because just because someone looks fit doesn't really mean they know what they're talking about and anyone can take out an Instagram ad you know so just do your research because I know you and I have been kind of telling people like hey you need to get on a program you need to make a plan but also don't get roped into a you know 
crappy program that someone's just trying to sell you. You know, like take some time to to think about it. Um, On the same at the same time, though, just like we had previously talked about, doing anything is going to be better than true. True. I'm just thinking if you're going to be investing your money into something, make sure you're getting a good resource. Exactly. Exactly. Do do your homework and. If if you guys are on the fence about Dead December, um, you know the the guy who writes it. First of all, he's freaking. Have you seen his, any of his videos on Instagram? No, I haven't yet. I I can't remember his first name. It's like Matt McDimmel or something. But he um, he's a strength and conditioning coach and a Highland Games champion. So part of me is like, dude, if the Highland Games champion writes a deadlift program, it I'm like it's probably gonna work, you know. Um, but he, if you guys just want a good laugh, go to his page. He will do impersonations of like um, the the guy at the gym that only does one rep maxes, or the guy at the gym that only does bands, or something. And he, it's so it's so dang funny. Um, so yeah, just just trust the program, and if you need to make adjustments, then read. You know, if you're like on the P10 team, and if you're like, hey, this you know this movement's feeling a little weird, then you reach out to Andrew, and then you make adjustments. You don't need to be dogmatic with the program. But you, I think you also need a good reason. If you're going to change some things, there needs to be a good reason. You can't be like, well, I don't like doing burpees. Okay, well, you're being soft. You know, like <laughs> if burpees hurt your shoulder, then maybe there can be an adjustment. Yes. And uh, having having true and, and authentic reason behind things is, is very important for that. Um, like Cam said, just because you don't like doing something, that's I don't give a shit about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um because you like another movement more, I also don't care about that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's. What's the reasoning behind doing this movement, and you know, are we feeling it where we should, and are we recovering properly from it? Take the emotion out of the equation, seriously. Like, for if you guys have listened to this podcast for any reasonable amount of time, and you're still bringing heavy emotion into your. Uh, your training sessions and allowing emotion to dictate in a negative way or um, control what you're doing or how you're doing it. What are you doing? Like that's, <laughs> that's such a huge topic that we consistently have in our podcast. And hopefully that's something that you guys have a takeaway um, from the podcast. And that's actually, it was a pretty big topic we had, you know, with Alex last week too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. eliminate the emotion, forget about the things you like and you don't like, like I don't care as your coach, even if I'm not your coach and you shouldn't care either. <laughs> yeah. One thing is like, I hope I, once again though, even though you're not training with Cam and I, I hope you see us as your coaches in, in some form, you know, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast regularly. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, a personal example is I emotionally, I hate doing walking dumbbell lunges. And I also hate doing dumbbell rows, but also, but I do too. More so with lunges. It is like I know in the back of my head, I'm like, man, that is just like one of the most beneficial exercise for what I want to do, and I'm like, oh yeah, but it hurts. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't hurt, but it's it's really challenging. But I've seen from that movement, I've seen some of like the greatest leg strength gains in my squat and my deadlift, and same with doing a, a heavy dumbbell row. I just feel like it. I don't know what it is, but I know it's really beneficial, but I also just, I'm like, oh, I hate doing it. I'd rather do, you know, a leg press or I'd rather do, I really like barbell rows. Isn't that just the same thing? And then in my mind, I'm like, no, it is not the same thing. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of guilty of that too. And everybody I, is, everybody I, yeah, is. I've never regretted doing it though. Once I'm done, I'm like, man, I'm so happy. I got those lunges. Well, of course not. If you don't, you don't re- regret beneficial uncomfortable things after you're done with them yeah you just try to avoid them before (laughs) or even during when you're in the middle of your set you're like okay i'll only do two yeah yeah you're like oh well at least i did something yeah that's more than nothing that's one of those things where it's like okay something is better than nothing but also nothing's better than doing the whole thing that you were supposed to do right like don't don't allow your bitch voice to take over and you know we see that in so many different angles um whether we're training or you know we're getting our critical tasks done throughout the day mm-hmm. um and once again i know our podcast can become very i'd say multi multi-functional we're talking about you know concepts and, and uh, execution on daily tasks and things like that but it's because once again guys 
the the applicable information that we're using to be very good at training ourselves in the gym, training other people in the gym. All those things apply to business, to relationships, to mm-hmm. whatever have you in a very real way, not just a, oh, let's see how we can apply this. If we take the same concepts, the same things that we're doing in the gym to help us execute very well in our programs and in our training, and we apply those outside to all these different things, they apply 100% mm-hmm. the same way. Can I, I want to give an example. Yeah. So this is where ma- making a plan can get you, I swear, like almost anywhere you want in a certain like part of your life. And one example was, you know, one day, this was maybe two and a half, three weeks ago, I thought, you know what would be really like good of me to do for Abby is like, she likes it when I get her flowers and I was like, Cam, you haven't gotten her flowers in quite some time. Like you, you should do that. And I was like, wow, that's such a good idea. And for like a week and a half, I kept telling myself, okay, today after work, I'll swing by the store and, and I'll get some. And then I, I would either forget or I'd be like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just do it tomorrow. Right. Cause I never made a strict plan it would be like that morning I'd be like oh yeah I'll, I'll just like do it today um and then i would talk myself out of it but then there's one there's oh what was it, it was maybe like a, a tuesday i was like okay cam tomorrow you are gonna get flowers like 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 no matter what and, and it did help i had to get gas anyway so i was like oh this is convenient so it's still kind of bullshit but it's one of those things where i didn't make a solid plan it was just kind of like oh yeah i'll just like do that and it, it ended up being delayed over and over and over again. But on the other side of things, I've also, when, when Abby and I were long distance, I made a consistent plan that every time I go to the gym, I will give her, I'll give her a phone call instead of listening to music. Yeah, that's podcast, that's what I was thinking about right? because you, you've used that story a few times. And it's a great yeah. story where when you start implementing those calls, your relationship got better, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, and not that it was bad, but it was like, wow, like I, I, it was I almost like like started enjoying the relationship a lot more and you know you guys can do that do that with your kids like this one um kind of entrepreneurial uh, influencer personality I, I kind of follow um, uh, his name is Dean Graziosi he does this thing where um, at least one weekend a month he goes on um, a, a you know it can be a simple trip or you know he's also a millionaire so sometimes they go you know, on a more extravagant one, but you know, he's got a friend who's a, who's a either a policeman or a firefighter, you know, they don't make a ton of money and he still does that. It can be something simple like do going, um, you know, going camping or just doing something that's out of the ordinary to, um, to nourish that relationship. But it has to be planned. Like, Hey, on the third weekend of every month, I do this with my kids or I do this with my spouse or, you know, Abby, Abby and I have a, like we have a date night, right? So, um, and we've lately been a little bit inconsistent with it, but those, when we are consistent with those date nights during the weekday, it makes, it makes a huge difference. Um, and now it's one of those things, it's like it enhances the relationship and you guys can do that with anything. It can be your fitness. It can be your, your spiritual life. It can be, um, a relationship. It can be a, a business thing, whatever. But do a consistent plan, and man, it doesn't take long to see the results. It really doesn't. So, getting into December, more specifically, and whether you're doing December or not, or you're you're hopefully training in some type of program and some type of consistency um, throughout the month of December. Because once again, guys, I'm gonna just drill you with this until 2020 is over. Stop trying to focus on starting anew in 2021. Prepare yourself now for quarter one fitness um, 2021 because it's only going to be more beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. Myself, I've just transitioned out of 75 hard and we're going to transition into, you know, I saw my abs. I got a little glimpse. I've, I scraped the, <laughs> the heavens of the, the six pack. So maybe I, maybe I do have six abs down there. I don't know. <laughs> Last like two or three pictures looked like I had a six pack. So yeah, we'll we'll keep that belief system there. Uh, <laughs> definitely sub ten percent body fat. But now we're changing gears, and you know, it's I'm hoping to be a great example for you guys too. Um, where when you change gears, you can't have the same expectations for yourself and for your body and for your performance um, off of a prior 
focus mm-hmm. point, right? So I can't expect myself to stay very, very lean, um, even if I'm going at a very controlled uh, effort to gain muscle. I know I'm going to add on some fat, even if it is as controlled as I can be. Mm-hmm. So understanding that you know that six pack isn't going to be as feasible for now, but it's all congruent with the the goals and the the, the things in place. For our quarter four finisher, we're going to be implementing December. And if you're doing that with us, or if you're doing something, uh, I know many of us, you know, especially in the P10 training team, are going to be training to gain muscle, training to gain size um, during this period of time, which is more natural during the winter mm-hmm. uh, because we want to be leaner. We want to be, you know, feeling better, more aesthetic um, visually for the warmer months, the summer months, right? And that's just a natural thing. So since this is the opportunity to grow, we're covered up in our sweaters and our you know, sweatpants. We don't have to worry about looking super veiny. Um, focus on the objective. And then also focus on the things that we know are going to come out of it, even if we're doing it at a very controlled rate. I know that my performance is probably going to improve because I'm eating more, because I'm, I'm training harder. And... Uh, get into that mindset and just roll with the punches is what I encourage you guys to do. Once again, don't allow emotion to control our mindset, but use it in a positive way when we, when we can, Mm -hmm. but mostly focus on the objectives, the processes and the execution, I would say. And that's what 75 hard. Once again, we'll do that podcast, maybe the next one or something like that. We'll kind of break down 75 hard and, more in depth for you guys. But one of the largest takeaways that I had from 75 Hard is just the execution principles for anything and making sure that we're getting things done even when we don't want to. Mm -hmm. So funny enough, I'm sure some of you saw on my social media, uh, the day after 75 Hard finished, I ordered a pizza that night, 75 Hard the last day, and I waited until 12.01 (laughs) a.m. And then I smashed that Lou Malnati's pizza so fast. That's really impressive. Like, eat, like in any scenario, eating a large deep dish Lou's pizza. What toppings did you have, by the way? Pepperoni and sausage. Come on. Oh, God. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, so much grease. And, you know, so we should also go into a little bit of, because I think this was kind of interesting during our workout. We, You know, you're saying how, you know, the, the two days after 75 Hard, you know, you had pizza you had some um some drinks and all that stuff and and you kind of and felt some like, mcdonald's really yeah really went off the rail <laughs> and so you know you felt like absolute crap and it was just one of those things where it's like well, i still do today it's, it carries over for sure especially when yeah. it's been so controlled for so long mm-hmm. but it's encouraging because i was in such a focused um consistency yeah. where i had not Really, and especially for the last three weeks, I had played along, of course, as I completed it successfully over the entire 75. But if you guys remember, I tightened the rain, the reins on myself the closer I got to the finish line. And especially in the last three weeks, when the only carbohydrate I was eating besides fruits and veggies was rice, yeah. my, my body was just, it was feeling so good mm-hmm. because it was, it was optimized in the things that I was putting in it. Yeah. Um, for sure, in, in a big way. And maybe I could have been more optimized. I could have eaten, you know, not as much skirt steak and more chicken or something like that. But it was pre- it was doing pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and it, it felt like it. Like, I was telling Cam, I had some of the best sleep of my life when I was super hydrated and I wasn't really hydrated right before bed so I could sleep through it without waking up to pee 10 times. And, you know, the, the food I was eating was clean. It was whole food, you know, my body was breaking it down just fine, and uh, I was pounding coffee all the time because <laughs> I never stopped that. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like you realize how like I was at a point with that too, where I would make these like um, I was gonna make these like brain shakes that Jim Quick, who's like a brain coach, was like talking about, and I was I was kind of just eating you know chicken, rice, veggies, steak, um, pasta some of the time. It was it was leading up to our. Um, our Spartan race. Mm. And I was like, man, I am just like, it felt like there was like a, like a fire, like if you have a fire and if you're just throwing like dry leaves into it, where it's just, it's burning it up so quickly and so efficiently. I'm like, 
I am just on point right now. That's great. And it, it, it takes so little to derail that. Or sometimes, you know, you have to do it with a full pizza, whichever one you want to do. You know? But so, so guys, I've had, I had pizza. I had some McDonald's. I had uh, some beer and some tequila. Uh, and I had Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. So all these things, I mean, some sweets involved in that too with Thanksgiving dinner. All these things aren't, none of them were, were a part of my 75-day um, program, uh, challenge, whatever you want to call it. I saw Andy Vercella blowing up everybody calling it a challenge the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is not a challenge, not a fucking challenge. This is a program to, to make you uh, better. But um, anyways, hashtag 75 hard challenge. Um, all those things were not included during the, that 75-day process. Mm-hmm. And I missed them. And once I got to them, it's one of those great reminders that, wow, even though I missed these things, the way I felt when I did not have them was really better in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And all these things at once is terrible. Like my body, my body has been, yes, of course, after the booze hung over, but my body has felt slow and sluggish and heavy and Mm -hmm. hung over for the last three days yeah and it's it's because of all these things that you don't you really don't need i haven't been drinking as much water um i've been eating these these heavy foods that are very salty too and you know yesterday i like could not get off the couch because it's just i've just i have not felt optimized or mentally sharp too you know kind of foggy so the the mentality I was in prior to any of this stuff, because this is the longest I've been on a consistent, you know, tough, you know, I'd say, I don't know, a consistency streak, right? Mm-hmm. The mindset that I was in prior to this, and once again, I'm a trainer, I'm a coach, I, I know what you should be doing to in a lot of different ways. And, you know, even as a lay person, you, you know what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing, at least to a certain extent. My mindset was, I'm going to miss these things too much, and the trade-off isn't going to be worth it. Once you put yourself into that trade-off experience, and you, and once again, I missed those things while I was doing the 75 hard program. When you go back to it, you're like, wow, the trade-off is worth it because feeling so good, feeling on top of it, feeling good mentally, physically, on top of my game. And I'm not talking about living at a deficit, living at a calorie deficit, but when everything is is more on point your body just feels optimized your life feels optimized in so many ways and so even even if we're on top of our bulking phase or whatever you want to call it you're trying to gain lean mass during this this these winter months try to really reel in and focus in on the macronutrients on the calories that you're putting in your body Mm -hmm. where are the sources of food coming from how is our water intake, which is so neglected by so many people, but it's going to make a huge difference. And the sacrifice of not always having the the hefty burger when you're going out to dinner, mm-hmm. the the sacrifice of not always drinking you know as much as you want or even at all when you're going out to dinner, or, you know, hanging out with friends, it's worth it because your body is going to feel so much better. And I think. Our culture does such a great job at trying to like, cram things down our throats, literally, that we don't need, that aren't optimized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one one thing, to, two things that kind of you're making me think of right now is, one is, you know, good good food and all that stuff that you know, might not be the best for you, I think can, can sometimes have its place where, you know, I think the... Um, if it's like a family gathering and you're eating some food that you're like, okay, this isn't like exactly what I should be eating, but also it's not so much about the food, it's about the, the people. And if you have a little bit of it, you know, I'm personally, I'm like, okay, whatever. It's part of the experience. It's not like I daily am eating these foods, you know? Um, but one, one of the best quotes I've ever heard, and I don't remember who said it, but they said, whether you give into your desires or you reject them, you end up in the same place and that that's partially wrong but the way that they mean it is let's say you have a craving um for you know let's say pizza and or, or you just want to taste pizza because you're like, oh it tastes so good well guess what after you eat the pizza you it hasn't done anything for you 
And if you deny that craving, eventually you'll get over it. And then look, all of a sudden you're in the same place, except part of you has just learned to give into cravings and, you know, and enjoy that, that temporary pleasure. But in the long run, you're, you're in the same place. It's not going to actually do anything for you. It's a very temporary, intense, um, temptation. And at the moment you're like, Oh, it just sounds so good right now. But if you wait 15, 20 minutes, whatever, odds are that craving is going to go away. And that's one of the, the big takeaways from the bigger, leaner, stronger book is, um, you know, Michael Matthews will say, um, you know, if I have a craving, I will say, okay, in 10 minutes, I'm allowed to eat that. And almost every time by the 10, by the time 10 minutes is up, he's like, Hey, you know what? I'll, I don't even really want it anymore. Right. Um, not to say you always have to be on like a, a strict diet or whatever, but if you're constantly giving in to cravings, it's not doing anything for you other than teaching you to, to, to give in to the next craving. Right. Um, so that's one thing I think about where I'm like, okay, I really want to eat this snickerdoodle cookie. It's like, why do I want to eat it? Cause it tastes good. Well, if I just wait a little while, I'm, I'm not going to crave it. And if I do eat it, yeah, it'll settle the craving or I could just wait and, Absolutely, I, and, yeah. and, and the craving will go away no matter what. Right. Um, the other thing I think about is, you know, this is a, a Mark Bell thing. Mark Bell is like a, just a sage of the fitness industry. I, I, I love him, dude. Um, but he says something that was really kind of thought provoking to me. He's like, so, you know, why, why do people drink? And I was like, huh, I, I don't really know. Like, uh, I couldn't really think of an answer. And he said, his thought was, you know, it's almost always in social situations and it, it probably has something to do with a little bit of social anxiety. And, and I paused the podcast at that point and I, and I kind of thought about that because at first I was like, what, social anxiety? No, no, it's just so people have more fun. It's like, okay, well, if you think about it, you might, alcohol is kind of like liquid confidence in a way, right? Like you might get a little more silly, more jokey, might be willing to do some more goofy things that you wouldn't normally do. Well, why can't you do those anyways? You know, what, what sort of un- underlying anxiety or lack of self-confidence do you maybe have that once you drink, you get a little bit more loose, a little more confident, and you're willing to do those things. Um, and, you know, when I'm, when I, now like when I'm offered a drink, I think, okay, am I doing this to quote unquote loosen up and get rid of maybe some awkward social anxiety or whatever? And if the answer is yes, then I will try to not take the drink. The, and, and you know, the main time I will drink is, and Abby makes this argument, which I think it kind of makes sense. Abby likes experimenting with drinks for the taste where it's like, oh, this might be an interesting flavor profile. Let's try it. Well, guess what? You're not finding an interesting flavor profile every day, you know, but you might have social anxiety every day when you're going with friends and you might be drinking a lot more, right? So there's those two things where there there is a situation where you can probably have, you know. Or are you relying on it? Are you relying on it yeah. for a few different angles you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's not just social anxiety right maybe it's trying to cope with your own head space yeah Yeah. or what's going on in your life which is of course a very dangerous path to go down yeah because you're going to rely on that coping mechanism because you know like hey whatever gets rid of the pain or discomfort i'll take it if you end up choosing something that's not actually good uh, you might be in some trouble there you know absolutely absolutely Obviously, you know, you, you might not live your life completely like 75 hard, but I think if you can take get the takeaways of, you know, the, the discipline, the consistency, and then add in a little bit, like, you know, if you if you go out to dinner and you're like, yeah, you know, I, today the, the burger sounds good and, you know, I haven't been eating crap for a while and, you know, it's I can fit this in, you know, like there's there is some room for that, but people... Make too much room, <laughs> too much room for that sort of stuff. Yeah, I want I want to also encourage you today and, and help hopefully hopefully help all of us realize that there's a few different things going on when we make these tough decisions and, and when I would say quote unquote the right ones most of the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's going to be against the grain or it's going to be different from what most people would do, right? Mm-hmm. So if we decide to not drink. If we decide to order something that you know is more in line with our, our goals and you know objectives at hand right now, if we decide to 
get the extra workout done instead of going out or whatever. Most of the time, it's going to be against the, the social influence or what everybody else would naturally do. And I think we need to evaluate what type of person are we trying to become? Are we actively becoming, not just trying, I should say. What person or what does that person look like who would give, give into those things? And do we appreciate aspects of that person? Are we trying to become that person or are we trying to become the opposite of that person? Because for myself, I know that a lot of the things that I want to be are going to be different than what the masses would do. Mm-hmm. And this is that kind of motivational side again, but this is also the mindset that I think many of us need to reinforce for ourselves. That if we want to be different than most people, we need to be different than most people. Mm-hmm. And we need to be comfortable in that. Yeah, Because once again, it's I love looking at kind of the um the effects of of uh going against the grain for a lot of people and what that does for people's mindset about you and all that i tried to do that during 75 hard and you know it, it pissed off some people that i was doing 75 hard hmm. that they would be like well why, why would you do this why would you give this up and you know it just it doesn't make any sense andrew <laughs> um and, you know, it, it's like it makes me mad because this isn't something that I want you to do. And, you know, people will impose these um, these mindsets on you. Andrew, you're losing too much fat. Andrew, you're, <laughs> you know, you're spending too much time on this stuff. Or uh, it's and that's not everybody, of course, but there are some people who will impose those because deep down they wish that they could do the things, the hard things that you're doing, mm-hmm. the sacrifices. So if you recently have been getting that or if you do in the near future, because of the tough decisions that you make for yourself, for the good of yourself, you get those those mindsets imposed on you or those comments from, you know, sometimes from people that, you know, you care about a lot and often from people that you really don't know too well <laughs> and everything in between. Yeah. We need to evaluate what type of person is that, per- what type of person is the person who's saying this stuff? What does their life look like? And even if we love and appreciate the people who are saying these things, do we want their life? Mm-hmm. Do we want components of their life, especially the ones that are are being influenced by the the comments being made or the direction being um, proposed? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I would argue no. Yeah, I would guarantee it. If you're if you're having those thoughts, those internal conflicts, most of the time it's no. You yeah. don't want what they're what they're trying to influence on you, mm-hmm. and many times that person who's trying to put these influences on you is because they don't appreciate you achieving something, because it's a reflection on themselves. Yeah. They feel like, oh man, giving up booze for seventy five days, man, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Staying on top of a diet, I can't do that. Committing to to the exercise in the training regime that I know that I should be doing to make myself better today or, or tomorrow, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to try to bring you back to where I am. <laughs> Maybe we can not do it together. <laughs> right? And, but that's that's what we do as humans. We want not just ourselves to be comfortable, but we want to make sure that everybody sits the fuck down around us. Yeah. And if somebody's moving too much, you're going to get those 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 pushbacks Mm -hmm. but if we stay the course and we get all the way through you're going to have so much respect and admiration even from the people who tried to to tell you to sit down right and that's 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 what's been so interesting that on the other side of things you're the coolest guy in the room (laughs) but when you're doing the shit you're an idiot right why are you doing that yeah, why, that's why? that's for a lot of people. Yeah. And think about that when you're going through the tough stuff over this mm-hmm. this winter season, where hopefully you are investing for quarter one, quarter two fitness for for summer next year. I have goals for myself that I want to add on muscle now, like we had just talked about. I got to a pretty lean phase, where in the gym I feel like I'm the top dog, and it, it mm-hmm. feels good. I've, I'm more vascular than everybody around me. I'm I look pretty decently big for my 
longevity of, of my training career. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like the way I'm looking. And changing that mindset and preparing for next summer when I'm going to be leaner than this and, and bigger than this, and those are my objectives, I know I have to put in the work now to get that done. It's not going to happen on its own. Mm-hmm. But it's the day-to-day process, the small things that we're inputting that is going to get the export after. Yeah, and you know, you know what's funny is I hope this doesn't happen to you, but I can see it happening. And it's kind of the opposite of what you were just saying in a way because so now you're going from lean and you're going to you know bulk up a little bit. Won't be able to see your abs as much. Won't be as vascular. I wonder how many people will be like, oh, dude, are you like – are you okay? Like are you – you know, are you – getting off track or you like all this stuff and it might be the same people that are like hey you're getting too lean and that's gonna be oh now you're getting <laughs> you're getting to this you're getting to that and hopefully there's not too many people like that um in your life but that's one of those things where it's like you you know you and i have talked about this a few times you only need a couple people in your life that are like going to support you and will also probably join you right like i think we're kind of that person for each other where when you're doing 75 hard right from the beginning i was like dude this is going to be like exactly what you need. I, I hope you do it first time through and like fully dedicate to it, you know? Um, and even when you started getting leaner, I mean, obviously I knew like, you know, people that were saying like, Hey, if you lose fat, you'll get sick. It's like, well, okay, that makes no freaking sense at all. Um, and, and one, one thing that, cause again, okay. Cause what we were talking about earlier, you might, if, if you're the type of person currently where you're at, where you're like, dude, I just, I don't have that mental fortitude yet to ignore all the people that are doubting me. Like I give in all the time. Like what, like what do I do? You know, if you, if you need something to help you kind of build up at whether a mentality or the people around you until you can be someone who's like, Hey, no matter what anyone says, I'm going to do this. Um, one, one thing you can do is if you tell people, Hey, you know, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm doing a challenge right now where I'm not doing X or I'm doing Y, whatever. Right. People, and this is a Jordan Syatt thing where if you're just trying to do a lifestyle thing, people will probably be like, oh, no, you, you don't want to do that because then I'll have to change my lifestyle. Watch their reactions. Yeah. But if you say, let's say you're not drinking and people are like, oh, dude, come on, have a drink. If you say, hey, you know, I, you know I'm actually trying to I'm challenging myself, you know, two weeks, no booze. People are more likely to be like, oh, yeah, dude, like, like, go for it. You know, like that's, really? I don't know. if I, that's, I don't know if I would agree with that. Per, personally, I think. That would work because every month I've been doing a new challenge and in in March it was no booze or with I was also doing the, the carnivore diet when I told people, hey, I'm doing a month. I'm, I'm just going to be eating animal products. Abby's family, I mean, we're kind of like the main people that we would hang out with. We'd have dinner with them. They were like super accepting of it. Because they knew they're oh Cam's seeing if he can do this for a month like I want to support him in this challenge he's temporarily <laughs> doing now obviously if I was like hey guys I'm I'm only gonna eat meat or even if it was something like hey I'm only gonna eat like kind of what you were doing for seventy five hard people would be a lot more you know resistant to that because it's like hey this is long term um, but you say hey you know I've been drinking a good amount I I want to go ten days two weeks no booze and just see how I see how I feel. People might be like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe I should just take a small break. I'll go back to it because I still like it, but a tiny break. And, and, you know, secretly in your mind, you're like, little bit, do they know I'm trying to do like a lifestyle change, you know? Um, That's weird. His two weeks is always two weeks away. His two weeks was in 2015. Why <laughs> Why is it still happening? Um, but I think that's something that you can do to quickly negate that for the time being until you see the benefits. Because once you see the results and the benefits of what you're doing... I think that can almost be enough for you to be like, hey, this is like, this is worth it. Feeling good, um, in some cases looking good, is more than enough to be like, hey, when you're when you're giving me your negativity, I'm gonna block it out because I, you know, I'd rather not feel like absolute dog crap um, than give in to what you're saying. I'd say the topic here that I'd want you to focus on, and I'm, uh, Cam is Cam and I are kind of both leaning in the same direction is figure out your influences, mm-hmm. right? Are they good ones? Are they bad ones? And, you know, be objective about that as best you can and realize when somebody is not being a good influence on you, mm-hmm. stop allowing these people to influence you so heavily. 
And many of us, I'm going to call you out, many of you out there, including myself, you're too emotional. And you're allowing your emotions, once again, to influence you way too much. Mm -hmm. Realize it. Because that's detrimental. And if you listen to that podcast that uh, Cam, Alex, and I did, we talked about emotions quite a bit when it comes to training and executing and getting things done. And yes, there's some benefit to that. But many times it's not needed or not good mm-hmm. to be emotional. And even I would I would argue when we allow other people to influence us, many times that's an emotional component. We're allowing the social influence of somebody else's wants and you know, for for our, our, our days, our weeks, our environment, our life influence what we really want. Mm-hmm. And if there was a 2020 takeaway from my life, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've had over the past year is am I doing the things that I want for my life or am I doing things for other people all the time? Right. And that's not good because if you continue to do that, you are not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it can be, it can be daunting sometimes because one of the most important thing in anyone's life is their community. If you lose, if you threaten someone's community, they're going to be willing to do almost anything. And if your community is someone who, or they're people who they like to do certain habits that, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't be doing as frequently or not at all. Um, you know, that can be freaky, but I, you know, I would bet if you're able to get one or two of those people to kind of join you and even just doing, again, what I said, a short challenge, they then they will also see the benefits and they'll be like, well, I feel really good. Um, and then you can find a way to kind of change those same people, but change them. Cause some people might say, you know, to what you're, to what you just said, Andrew, they might say, yeah, well it's, you know, my, my dad said this, it's like, well, I don't care if the goddamn queen of England said, Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what other people think. I mean, yeah. The only person I let influence me like that is cam. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know it's like I will I would I would never tell you to to do something or not do something that I didn't think like truly benefited you. You know, like listen in to some that. Way. Listen to that and realize many of us have almost all or all of our relationships in our lives not the way that Cam just presented what mm-hmm. he would do for me. And vice versa, I would do for him. Right. Realize that most of the time the relationships in your life. And that's why Cam's a great friend to have. And he's a great example for he truly, and I, I truly believe this, would not recommend or influence me to do something that isn't going to benefit me. I think selfishness is, whether it's conscious or not, is a huge influence on what we try to get other people to do. Yeah. But, you know, even if I'm, I'm like, sometimes I'll try to convince Cam to do something that I want him to do. of the times it's going to be because I know it's better for him Mm -hmm. versus this is just what I want him to do. Right. And, and realize that if you don't have those people influencing you and you have other types of people influencing you, that's never going to be a good combination. Yeah. No. And and especially for fitness. Yeah. This is something that, okay, this is walking a tightrope here. This is one of the big benefits of, group training because it gives you a community. Now, sometimes that community can be too much of like, Hey, we're gonna go hard every single time. Like that's a horrible idea. But having that class that you're like, okay, I know a few people in here and you know, they're, they're counting on me being there. Cause they're kind of my workout buddy now, like things like that. Positive social influence. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, that's, that would be a good starting point for a lot of you is finding that group of people that are like, Hey, let's all, let's all take a stab at this getting fit thing together and, and let's learn together. Um, but yeah, obviously there's, there's, but there's also with- once, once again, some of those situations where we're going to go and work out together, then we're all going to go to happy hour after and get shit faced you know, oh my God, and yeah. never make any progress. <laughs> like, yeah, right. we're gonna, so here's another thing. Are, are you just going to justify bad habits with good habits? Like, Ooh. like that doesn't, that, that doesn't, it's a whole podcast. That's just you. That's just you. Like, I don't know. It, it somewhat bugs me. Like, yeah, the reason I work out is so I can have wine on Friday. It's like, why? No, I, I usually work out to be bettering yourself and to get in shape. And if you're, if you're going to 
you should let yourself have wine on Friday. If you want to have wine on Friday, don't like incorporate your, you know, you should, you should, you should be training to improve your overall lifestyle yeah, and your quality of life. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing it to allow yourself to indulge in booze. Hopefully not. Right. Or food, but we, we don't allow it to control. Mm-hmm. We know we hopefully everybody listening to this podcast understands that fitness is not. Yes, it's a, it's it's a it's a privilege, but it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And if you are not maintaining your fitness, if you're not working at it, what are you doing in our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> or or hopefully you've recently realized that that's something that you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. You know what was a uh, quick, quick, funny story before we wrap up here is uh, at, at when I was a coach at Orange Theory, there'd be I I always opened on um, oh, was it Saturday or Sunday? I think it was, I think I actually opened both days, um, and you know obviously it's a weekend, people get a little tuned up on the weekends, and the amount of people that would like come into like the six a.m. Um, or like the early morning weekend classes, every once in a while you have that one person they're like, yeah, Cam, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm a little hungover, and I'd be like, hey, you know what, man. It's a little impressive that you came in and you're hungover. You know what would have been a lot more impressive if you had some self control Friday night and you didn't over drink and you actually would have a good workout. You know, like it, both are impressive, but like, why why are you hungover? Like, that's not good. And you're not gonna, are you going to justify by then waking up early, getting in a really tough workout, sweating the devil out of you? <laughs> that's what I always used to say, sweating the devil out of you. But yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like. Don't think it's impressive enough to not make a change. Like, oh yeah, I can work out hungover. Okay, cool. Can you work out? Try it. Try working out not hungover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you'll get better workouts, and you also won't ruin your Saturday. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just. It was always kind of funny. Where I, generally, I was kind of impressed, but I was also like, why are you doing that? The I'm. A, I mean, I'm a little bitch. So when I'm when I'm hungover, I do nothing. But. I want to leave you guys with this because that's a great point that Cam made. Once again, realize whether you you can believe me or not, but just know that it's the truth. The sacrifices that you need to make in order to get where you want to be are more worth it. Mm -hmm. 100%. Every single time. In hindsight, it's true. It's always hard to visualize that no matter how good you are at visualizing things. On the back end of it. When I was 19 and I took that stupid selfie, I couldn't see myself where I want to be. And I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm a hell of a lot closer than I was, right? I made a career out of this this lifestyle change. And more recently, this very intense 75-day lifestyle change. It's always worth it. The McDonald's, it's not worth it. <laughs> the pizza, it's not worth it. It feels like when you when it's in your mouth and you're chewing, you're like, oh, this this tastes so good. 15 minutes later, you're like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you have to get rid of everything forever. Mm-hmm. But understanding that sacrificing these things on a regular basis is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Because the things you're getting out of it, you need to take account every single detail that you're getting out of it because there's so many benefits. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to overlook them if we're not taking them into consideration, much like Thanksgiving, when we when we try to realize, okay, what is what are all the great things in my life that I have? This should be one of them, hopefully. Yeah. But I think that's a great way to wrap it up. What do you got for the that's people good. this week, Cam? You already know what it is. Make a, make a, make a plan. And join December. <laughs> and and join December. Here's the thing. Even, it's so, I'm going to try not get on like a super long tangent here, but if you don't like deadlifting, I guarantee you, you will Just, learn dude, to Dude, I hate it. deadlifting and I'm doing this. Yeah, like, but here's the thing. A no, couple, that's not true. Couple, I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate it. You, maybe maybe if you love it now, you'll hate it <laughs> eventually in December. Maybe. Probably not, though. But if you don't like deadlifting or you are new to it, you are like the perfect person to do it because you will get so good at it so quickly um, compared to where you start. And you will learn to love it because it's just one of those movements that it's so challenging. Like When I first started deadlifting in college, doing 135, I was like, wow, I feel so, like there's no weight on the bar. I feel so weak. I, it doesn't feel good to you know be in that spot, but then once you start seeing progress, and in dead December you will see it quickly, like very rapidly. You will just get that momentum, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm loving this now." Four hundred by 
January 1st, 2021. Here we go, kids. Last time I couldn't do 400 in six months, but you know what? I'm doing 30 days. It's the t-shirt. That's that's what's really going to get them. Yeah, so right. we got a t-shirt coming out. We also have a hoodie coming out. And uh, we're going to throw those out. We're going to market them a little bit. On... I'm excited for the hoodie. The, you showed me the hoodie. It's gonna. It looks really cool. I have not even told you guys about this one. So it's, it's going to come out soon. And uh, we'll throw it up on the socials for you to see. But all right, everybody. Thanks for your part of the podcast here. Hope you got something out of this podcast. If you did, once again, you know the fee. You have to share it with somebody, at least one person um, directly. If you got social media, hopefully you do. If you're listening to this, you probably have found us on social media. Um, post it up on social media, the episode, and, and talk about a little bit, if you can, what you got specifically out of this episode for other people so that they kind of know what they're uh, getting themselves into. But I don't think they ever really would unless they dive into the episode. <laughs> Not the Fired Up Podcast. You never know what you're going to get exactly. That's true. Another new week. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you have a good week. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. I live the life I deserve.